You know, faith shines brightest. You need darkness in order to appreciate the light. It's like, it's felt like somebody, you know, you may be going through a test, a stuff. You may be going through some stuff. But that's, Jesus is the light of the world. And when we look unto him and have faith and trust in him, his light is able to shine in that situation. So, you know, it doesn't matter what we are going through or what you may be going through. So kids, have fun. It doesn't matter what you may be going through. Faith in Jesus and aligning our self with what he said is the answer because then all who he is, his promises we see fulfilled, they come into effect. So it takes a test to get a testimony, you know. It's, it's, we, there's no testimony without going through that test, that situation that just seems rough and tough and whatever, but we choose to look to Jesus. We choose to believe his word and act on his word. And that's where a testimony comes from. You know, a testimony comes from doing what the flesh may consider uncomfortable. You know, but yet we walk by faith and not by sight. And you may have gone, look, we've all... Uh, fallen down at times. And the wonderful thing about Jesus is that he's right there to lift us up. As soon as we turn from what we were involved in and say, Jesus, I'm sorry, I, I, I want to keep walking with you now. Um, I remember I was, uh, you know, I've been a missionary for 25 years or so, and we were in Romania, and um, we were out witnessing on the streets and stuff, telling people about Jesus and uh, there was this, it was kind of, you know, it's been a long day and whatever. And we were kind of on our way home. And there was this one girl just walking on, with a backpack, walking on the other side of the road. And I had this feeling I should go speak to her, but I didn't. And um, so we walked past and as I was kind of thinking about that, but I, I didn't. Somebody else that I was with turned around and, and went to her. And uh, she ended up, uh, she was a traveler, traveling the world, you know, visiting an orphanage in Romania and just traveling. And uh, she ended up receiving Jesus. Her life changed. And she ended up being a missionary with us and dedicating her life to the Lord. And just so, so I just, <laughs> you know, think, well, what if that person who was with me, another missionary, didn't turn around. Because thankfully there was somebody else there because I didn't. I was just like, yeah, but no. You know what I mean? So yeah, what a glorious testimony for the fact that, look, we've all, you know, been through things and, and wish we could go back and do it right. In this case, thankfully, there was somebody else there. But, you know, there's been other times. Okay, now I'll share this other thing. There was this, um, I went back to visit in the U.S. my parents when they were still on earth um, for two weeks in, in the U.S. because I was coming from Romania to there. And I was in the shop, the store, grocery store. And um, I saw there, I met there this, this guy who I knew from high school. It's, it's, we weren't really, I mean, I knew of him. I, it's not that we were friends or anything, but he was there and it was just like, oh, hey, hi, hi, you know, kind of briefly conversation. And I had this uh, feeling inside that, hey, you know what, I should witness to him. 
I should, you know, bring Jesus into the equation here and, you know, you know, we can be natural and nice about it, but, but bring it up, bring it up, bring up Jesus however we can, because that he's life, you know, and so whether you think you can package it perfectly or not, well, just, just take a step of faith and bring him up, you know, however you, you can. But I didn't. Okay, so today's the day of <laughs> confessions here. <laughs> Goodness. And um, I think it was a couple weeks later, I read the newspaper. You know, what, what is that, the obituaries? Where people who died, and he was in there. Now, I probably don't need to explain how that weighed on my heart. So, you know, uh, we need to take, we, we don't know what's going to happen to the people walking by. We don't know, but I can guarantee we will never regret telling people about our Lord and Savior, Jesus, because He is life. And there's people out there, they abide in death, they abide in darkness and, and the lost, and He is the light of the world. He can lighten their way. But you know, God has limited Himself to work through us, people. Not just us sitting in this room, but people, those who choose by their own free will to follow Him or not. And so, yeah, when we get to heaven, we will be so happy for every time that we chose to obey, every time that we chose to step out by faith, but listen, we've all, I shared those couple of things just to say, you know, there's, there's, all, there's been times when we, when we didn't. Okay, God doesn't want us to sit there and beat, beat ourselves up. But he just says, okay, from now on, let's walk together. Be obedient. Be listening and obey. Because God is willing and ready to act and to change lives. But he needs someone to work through. He needs a body. We're, we're the body of Christ. If we're believers, we're, we're his body. We're his mouth, we're his hands, we're his feet, we're his heart that beats on this earth in a body that he has given us. And so let us use it for his glory. In fact, today I wanted to talk a little bit about this living as a person after God's heart. As we mentioned briefly about you know, David in Acts tw uh, 13, 22. It says, he raised up for them David as king, to whom he gave testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who will do all my will. Okay, so that is, that is why David is classified as a man after God's own heart, because he is a person who has chosen and he does all that God asks. Now, David messed up big time, right? <laughs> he, he, he fell pretty hard and, and down, you know, he had, went after somebody's wife, killed him, and the whole scenario, you know, he's, yet he's a man after God's own heart. He knew how to repent, he knew how to keep going, but, you know, in repentance, it's a total shift of, of heart, it's not just, it, it is, you know, really, and leaving that past behind, and going forward with God, and he's still called a man after God's own heart. So let us, but, but the key there is a man who will do all my will. You see, that's, that's what it all comes down to, doesn't it? What we do with our life, the choices that we make. When we're in those situations, maybe there is a test. You know, a testimony comes from doing what God wants done. 
proceeding by faith. And, you know, the devil tries to make us self-conscious and to make us worry what other people think and all this stuff. And, but that's what we need to overcome. That's our part. God doesn't do that for us. He did everything else. He went to the cross. He paid the price for our sins. And now we're, we receive Him and we're born again. We're, we are seated in heavenly places. But to share His light now, that choice to obey and to reach out to others is squarely the choice is in the ball is in our court, so to speak. God can't make that choice for us. But He's, he's rooting and praying that we will make the right choice to, to do all His will. Because when we do His will, that means lives are changed. That's what it means. When we choose to represent Jesus, it means, it means there is life and light going out that has potential to change people's life if they receive it. And if not, it's their choice. But at least the light went out and they, they know. So then they can choose uh, to, to do God's will. The, the Holy Spirit is always to try, is always, you know, on the path of doing God's will. The Holy Spirit is always there trying to take us like, you know, the song Oceans, deeper. It says, well, how does it go? Deeper than our faith would ever wander. Is that what it says in the song there? I think so. Deeper, the Holy Spirit wants to take us deeper than our faith would even go. Remember in Ephesians, it talks about um, to know the love of Christ, which surpasses, goes further than knowledge, that we may be filled to all the fullness of Christ. So faith, God wants to take us further than faith. He wants to take us into himself experientially and living you know, where, to, where we abide in him. And we're living from that relationship and His abiding presence in Him. Because our faith, uh, you know, sometimes, look, faith connects us to the source, who is God, right? We, God speaks and we believe God, that's faith, right? Faith, we look unto Jesus and we receive Him as Lord and Savior because we put our faith and trust in Him as, as Lord and Savior. But God also wants to take us deeper beyond, beyond where our faith would normally go. Where we are walking with Him and we don't even, you know, maybe the situation is such that you can't think about it. You just walk with God in it and through it and do it. You know, Nike, just do it. <laughs> you know, where we're walking with God and you don't ask you don't even allow the question to come, do I have faith for this? Or it, it, it's, it's not about that. It's about walking with God, knowing He's with you, knowing He wants to help, heal, deliver, to share a word, to tell somebody about Jesus so that lives can change. So we need to, to walk with God in that way. I mean, that is, if you think about it, what is church, right? The church is the body of believers, those who believe in Jesus, we're His body. And we function together, we walk together, and every person, every believer has something to contribute, to, to exhort one another. You know, people who come to church just um, to expect to get something new all the time, missing the point. Yes, hopefully the Holy Spirit will, you know, bring something out in a different way and encourage it. But, but the point actually is is not just running after new things. It's walking with our God. And together, 
as we walk with God, we keep our eyes open and, and we, each one has, a, one has a testimony to share, another one has a word to share, another one it has an encouragement, something, you know, toward, you, you know, you may be looking around and there is, there, in, in a group of people, whenever, whenever, whenever people gather, there is always something that God, you know, wants to do and, and through each one of us, you know. So if we realize that we are the church, the people are the church, and we sometimes get together and whatever. But we, if we are walking with God, we will be sensitive to God's going to do things during the week, right? God's going to do things through us, in us. He's going to reveal something to us. We're going to have a testimony or we're going to have a, uh, you know, something the Lord is showing us and it might be helpful to somebody else. And, and so everybody has something to contribute. And we need to be walking, abiding in Christ in that way so that we can strengthen each other. You know, it's, it's, you know church is not about a show, you know, where you come and like a movie, <laughs> right? Go to the movie and uh, spectators and, and, and it's, this is the kingdom of God. We're all part of the kingdom of God as believers. And in his kingdom, it's about a body working together and, and the fingers working together with the kneecaps and the, you know, and we're all running together for Jesus. And as iron sharpens iron, each one has something to contribute to for the edifying of the body, for, for to help somebody, you know, who may be there, to, to share something that may be inspiring and help somebody avoid a pitfall, a pit that you just fell into. And, and the Lord showed you and, and he's like, wow, you know, like, uh, you know, a lesson of telling somebody about Jesus because then the next day that, that that's, you know, important to remind. And, and so we each have things that the Lord is showing us, that the Lord is doing as we abide in him. So number one, of course, is to abide in him, walk with him so that we will have <clears throat> something to exhort and share and, and to help build up the body. That is church, right? So it, there is a pitfall of going and just trying to hear a new thing and, you know, get my ear tickled here and there and everywhere. But but we need to walk forward together as a body of Christ. We need to walk forward and accomplish God's will. David was a man after God's own heart because he did all that God wanted him to do. That's what made him a man after God's own heart. So as, as individuals and corporately together, God has things for us to do. He has things in the city he wants to accomplish. He has things in larger scales. He has things... Um, both, like I said, individually and together that we can do. And that's the purpose of church. That's the purpose of the body. It's not to come and to be able to split every theological hair of information that is available. <clears throat> there, there's always something, you know, to learn informationally. But what God is really interested in is what are, what are we doing with that information? <laughs> you know, are we, how are we changing the world? How are we living uh, the seven days a week, what, what is the focus of our heart and what are, are we doing His will? Are we a person after His heart? Beca which translates into, are we doing His will? The proof of the pudding is doing. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And they won't be burdensome, but you will keep my commandments and then, because that's the proof, that, that, that's the proof of our love. The proof of love is what you do towards one another, right? The proof of our love towards God is what we do for God and with God and in God and our relationship with Him. 
you know, and, and love your neighbor as yourself. The proof of that is what we do, right? So we can, we can talk all day about things and, and, and really interesting information, but <clears throat> the fact is anything that is shared should push us towards greater experience with God, which should translate into greater interaction with others and reaching the world for Jesus. Okay? Let's be people after God's heart who will do all that he is asking us to do. You know, one day we're going to be in heaven. You know? Okay, the kingdom of God is within us. We have a little taste of it right now. But I'm talking about the full, uh, you know, the full redemption, the full grand finale has passed and we're in, we're seeing God. It's no longer a walk of faith. Okay? There will come a time when we will see him and our chance to walk by faith is gone. If we want to walk by faith, which God asks us to do, now's the time. <laughs> you know, when you see God and you're with Him in heaven, you, you don't need to walk by faith anymore. Everything is fulfilled. It's there. It's come. And, you know, now is the time um, where we can actually walk with God in such a way where we can make a difference in people's lives where people are lost and we actually, and they're, you know, they can be paved on the way to hell. Yet we have the power to change that. that uh, I mean, just think about that for a minute. <laughs> we have the power as we align ourselves with Christ. So obviously it's all from Him, right? It's not separate from Him. Any, any good thing is from the Father of lights. We simply align ourselves to him, we abide in him, walk with him, and then his works are done through us. Okay, But we have the power in Christ that people's destiny and the course of their eternity can be altered. We have the power to, to impact people's lives in such a way through our own walking with God and, and sharing and, and imparting to others, that we can give the truth that will bring freedom, that will help equip somebody to make them um, a pillar in the kingdom of God, which will affect their eternity and many other people will be brought into eternity through that multiplication process of reaching one who reaches another and you know all of that. I mean, it's boggling to the mind how, that, how things can multiply. Jesus took the bread and multiplied it. Jesus took the, lo the, uh, the fish and multiplied it. Jesus can take our life. He wants to take our life as we present it to him and multiply it into the lives of others, into the hearts of others as we pour out <clears throat> and reach out both you know, amongst believers to encourage, exhort, but also those who don't know God. In, in, so introducing them uh, to, to Him. So we, in 2 Corinthians 2.14, it says, Thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumph in Christ. When Jesus is leading, He leads us in triumph. He doesn't lead us into uh, destruction. He doesn't lead us into being losers. He doesn't lead us into failure. Jesus said, abide in me, abide in my word. Then you ask, whatever you will, it shall be done. As you, we abide in him and walk with him and do 
what he's saying to do. We will walk in his triumph. We will walk in his victory. There may be uh, skirmishes, setbacks, things that happen that challenge as we're growing, but, but we know our destination. We know where we're going because we don't live by the past. You know, a righteous man falls seven times a day, but he get up, gets up every time and he says, okay, past is past. Jesus, I'm walking forward with you. I'm going to grow. I'm not going to let the past, what happened, anchor me down into a life of, oh, you know, we keep looking to the past, we turn into a pillar of salt, like Lot's wife, right? Salt that has lost its savor is good for nothing. So it's like a pillar of salt that just, psst. okay. So we, we need to leave the past past and walk forward. But we are, thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumph in Christ. That's why we can be confident. If we're following Jesus' words and his will, we know triumph awaits. If we're believing his word and acting on it, we know triumph awaits. We can be confident because he always leads in triumph. He doesn't say he sometimes leads us in triumph. That'd be weird if it said that, didn't it? Thanks be to God who sometimes leads us in triumph in Christ. Uh, that would, you know, but always. That's why we can be um, confident in his word knowing as we abide in his word, victory awaits. And through us um, gives off the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. So he always leads us in triumph. And as a result, this gives the fragrance of the knowledge of God in every, wherever we are. So that is our role. That is our life. That's the real perfume we need to put on. <laughs> okay, when you're in the morning, oh, what, what kind of... Perfume should I put on? Put on the fragrance of Christ. Be willing to do what he said to do. And I guarantee you, it's such a fragrance and it, it will give off the knowledge of him and it will turn people's hearts towards him. <clears throat> so we are to God the fragrance of Christ. Even to God, that aroma, that perfume goes up before him and it attracts him. You know, uh, our prayers in Scripture are described as a sweet-smelling fragrance and offering going up, and God smells and enjoys that, right? Our life, you know, as we abide and walk with Christ, we are always led in triumph in Christ, <clears throat> and it says, to God we are the fragrance of Christ. We're putting on Jesus' perfume. As we obey Christ and we walk with Him, we abide in Him. It's, it's Jesus is... And it attracts, it's attractive to God, so much so that it says he will come and make his home with you. As you do what Jesus said to do from the heart, stepping out, walking by faith, not by sight, it, it's the fragrance of Christ. And in John 14, it says, God the Father, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, they're, they're drawn and will, will um, live experientially with us. They'll be involved in everything that we do because we have the aroma of Christ, of walking by faith with him. Okay, um, so there's a couple things that, you know, to be a person after God's heart, we, we need to make the decision, number one, to believe and take action, okay? When God says something, he says, go and preach the gospel. Believers will do this. They will heal the sick. They will uh, raise the dead. They will bring a word of comfort, they will, the iron sharpens iron, you know, neglect not the gathering of yourselves together. Just, there's the things that Jesus said to do. And as we choose to do those things, we believe and we just do them. That is, we're exercising our faith muscles. And, and just like a muscle can grow, our faith will begin to operate 
on higher, deeper levels as we use what we have. In the situations that we were in, if we apply faith and we say, and we make the decision, okay, it just starts with making a decision. I'm going to take God at his at word. It doesn't matter what my carnal mind is freaking out about. doesn't matter. Jesus said this, and we make the decision, and we proceed to obey what Jesus said to do. Uh, Wigglesworth, he said, um, you know, if, uh, if the Spirit, if I don't feel moved by the Spirit, I'll move the Spirit. Now, that almost sounds uh, a little bit, okay. But what, what he was saying is, is he's aligning himself with the will of the Spirit. He knows what the will of God is. We know by his word. God's word is to heal, to deliver, to set free. So if he doesn't feel moved by the Spirit, it's not that the Spirit isn't moving him, it's that he's not attuned in that moment to feel anything. And, and we don't always feel something. You don't always feel something in the flesh. But that doesn't mean the Spirit isn't desiring to do something. So, so what he meant is that, look, it doesn't matter what I feel, I am going to do what I know God wants me to do. And then as he gets busy doing that, then he actually f- experiences the Holy Spirit there with him and, and helping him. But sometimes when he starts out, he doesn't feel that way. He doesn't, he's not aware of any spiritual you know, presence going on. But he knows God is always with him. So that's what he meant. So we need to make the decision to just step out and do and get busy about our Father's business. And then all of a sudden, we, you know, we will be aware, hey, God is, as we tune our heart to him and we just keep our spiritual antenna up, we will, we will experience God. We will experience the Holy Spirit because he wants to be actively involved in doing our Father's will. That's why he's here. He's here to help us to, to do our Father's will. So we need to practice our faith. We need to extend our faith. We need to do what Jesus said to do. And the more that we do it, the, 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 the stronger of our application of faith will be in, in various situations. Okay, so just making the choice to believe and take action. And the second part is developing that relationship with God. Okay, we talk about it all the time, but it's just so important. These two things, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, faith and works sometimes. You need to have faith and you need to have works. Your works will show that you have faith and all of that. But So believing and taking action, but also developing that relationship, that prayer closet time, that walking with God, that intimacy with God, so his character, his nature, and, and, and his DNA, the fruits of the Spirit, are activated. Uh, you know, we are walking in relationship with him, and so we're not just walking in his power and authority, but we're walking with God. And so we're lifting up Jesus, and so, you know, people can sense him. They will sense the love of Christ. They will sense his personality, they will sense his, his character, his nature, and we will be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. So on one hand, we need to make the decision, take Jesus at his word, just believe, take action, and know that as we do that, the Holy Spirit will be involved. But at the same time, we, we, we do it with God, we do it in relationship. It doesn't matter what we sense, what we feel, but we want to be people after God's own heart and do all that our Father wants done, okay? then lives will be changed, people will be impacted. Praying in tongues, it's actually, <clears throat> you know, it, it's, it's, it's a gift that God has given us to allow the Holy Spirit to pray through us. And um, we, we will be greatly benefited 
if we, John G. Lake said, you know, speaking in tongues was the making of his ministry. He would get his sermons. He'd be praying in the Spirit, and, and then, you know, he would gain understanding, you know, on what to write down in those times, and, and, or even a direct, you know, tongue, message in tongues, and he would write it down, or just as he's speaking in tongues, the Holy Spirit would speak to him, and he'd write things down. Um, so when, when we are in tune and sensitive to the Holy Spirit, and that's what speaking in tongues really is, we, 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 we are focused on God, our heart of faith towards Him, and, and, and we're worship, and worshiping Him and giving Him control even of our, of our mouth and our words so that He begins to pray through us. He intercedes for us, for situations we don't know. But it's just that proximity of experience with God. As we, the more that we um, do that with Him, the more the Spirit of God can actually the more we'll be attuned to the Spirit, okay? And, and we will experience Him and uh, we'll be in a place where God can, we, we can hear His voice better. We can just, just everything, everything, you know, that we need to, to, to do in our life with God will be, the Holy Spirit will use that, okay? So it's, it's also really important. Wigglesworth would also, he'd, when he'd wake up in the morning, he'd spend 30 minutes just praying in tongues, praying in the Spirit, and then he would, Take the Bible and read for 30 minutes, just the Word of God. So spirit and truth, you know, the, the, the Word of God and the Spirit of God and, and, and both of those emotions, then he would, um, you know, eat and whatever, whatever, then he would go back another half an hour, pray in the Spirit and, and read the Word, 30 minutes. So he often um, didn't pray long, but he didn't go long without praying, <laughs> you know, and praying in the Spirit. So when we read about some of these God's generals and we think, you know, there, there is just some practical things we can make sure, ballasts in our life, that we're taking the time we need to with God, that we're using uh, what the Holy Spirit has given us access to and we just are in that place of faith and reaching out and prayer and, and praying in tongues and time with the Lord and then when we're out, reaching out and being fishers of men. Jesus said in Matthew 4, uh, this is just after he went through the temptation in the wilderness, Matthew four seventeen. from that time Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So he's telling people, listen, doesn't matter what you're doing, turn away from the way you're going and because the kingdom of heaven is at hand and the kingdom of heaven wants to lead you. Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net in the sea because they were fishermen. Then he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they immediately left their nets and followed him. So there they were, fishing in the sea, their nets, their boat. Jesus comes along, follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. They left everything. They left the boat, they left the nets, and, and they went. And then... Uh, going from there, he saw two other brothers, James and John, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. And he called them. Immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. I wonder what their father thought about that. You know, we don't think about these things sometimes, but th these are real people. It's like you and me standing there and Jesus comes along and, hey, come follow me. Bye. And leave your father in the net. That's their livelihood. I mean, these were big choices that they made. They, they, it was, it's not just like a nice something to read. These were people's lives we're talking about. I think they made a good choice, though, and, and 
you know, if some people didn't understand at the time, but man, they understood afterwards, right? And so sometimes we have to walk by faith and to do the things that God asks us to do can seem a little um, like uh, not so pleasant at the time. But God knows what he's doing. <laughs> he knows how to bring life. He knows, he knows. Okay. And, but they, he said, that's what he told them. Hey, guys, this is what we're going to do. He didn't say, come follow me, I'll teach you lots of spiritual cool stuff. That's not what he said. He did. He taught them how to walk by faith. He taught them principles of the kingdom of God. But the purpose, the job description, he said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. That's our job. Let us never forget, this is the purpose of the church. This is the purpose of us, our, our life's purpose as individuals, to preach the gospel, to 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 immerse, to baptize people into until they reach the fullness of Christ. Just getting them so full of truth and the spirit and, and, and helping them grow to, 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 to where their life looks like Jesus. We're, our job description is to be fishers of people, fishers of men, to attract people to Jesus by demonstrating what the kingdom of heaven is like so that they can see and taste and see that, that God is good. And so Jesus went around teaching and healing. His fame went out because he was healing everybody that was sick, those who were demon-possessed, epileptic, epileptics, paralytics. Great multitudes followed him. Remember, he said, those who believe in me will do the same things. So our job description is laid out for us. He's equipped us, empowered us. Believers will lay hands on the sick, they will recover. Everything that Jesus was doing, we need to step out by faith and obey so that his fame can be um, um, renowned more and more. In 2 Timothy 2, it says, uh, the things you have heard, Paul was speaking to Timothy, he said, the things you've heard of me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. We need to find faithful people. God is not looking for fair-weathered friends. He's looking for faithful men and women. Men and women of faith who don't get dissuaded at the little difficulties that comes along or, or big difficulty, whatever the case may be. God is looking for those whose roots go way deep down like the tree, down, deep, deep down, where we're constantly abiding, drawing our nourishment from. So it doesn't matter what happens on the surface. The tree can get rocked and reeled. Our roots are down. doesn't matter if the world blows up all around us. We, we know the path we're walking. God is true. His word is true. He is faithful. And we keep applying his word, doing the things he asks. And we know life will keep going out. And we will keep being fishers of men, um, telling people about Jesus and helping them grow and, trying to, and finding faithful people who will be able to teach others also. That's discipleship. We're called to make disciples. We're called to not just reach people, but we are called to help them on their journey to grow up into Christ in all things. And so we're, we're fishers of people. Um, in 2 Corinthians 3, Paul is saying, You are our epistle, verse 2, written in our hearts, known and read by all men. You know, the epistles, that's you know, the books of the Bible in the New Testament, they're called epistles, right? Paul said, You are our epistles. You, it says clearly, 
You are an epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but by the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh, that is, of the heart. So, the book that we need to be writing with our lives should be found in the hearts of other people, in the lives of other people. If the book, if the story of our life can't be found in the hearts and lives of others, we're missing our life's purpose. We need to be active for the kingdom of God, for our Heavenly Father, and make sure that the light that God has given us is finding its way into the lives of others that we are coming in contact with and that they are flourishing in His kingdom. And um, I need to wrap it up here, don't I? Hmm. Okay. So we are to be fishers of people. Christ in us, He wants to... to, to, to not jump from, but he wants to transmit also into the lives of others, 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 and building his kingdom. Um, Just one last thing I want to say, because we're running out of time here. Um, Don't don't let the enemy convince you that you're disqualified from any facet of the life of Christ. Jesus paid the price. Not you. Not me. Jesus paid the price to qualify us. In Colossians 1 it says, uh, Since the day we heard of your faith, we did not cease to pray for you, to ask that you be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God. Okay, let me jump to verse 12. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us, past tense. He has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints of, in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son of His love in whom we have redemption of His blood. He has qualified us. The works of Christ can be done through us because Christ is in us, not because we're hotshots or something. The, everything that we can live and access by faith, whether it's healing and deliverance and miracles, a, a, a word, anything, it's because of Jesus. Okay, so don't let the enemy convince you you're disqualified for some past failing or, or, or something. Just leave the past behind, go forward with him, and trust in Jesus. And in fact, we should never rely. We can spend time with the Lord, we can fast and pray for 40 days and, and, and be more sensitive to the Spirit and flow with God. But when the time comes to lay hands on somebody and believe for their healing, it's because of the merits of Christ. Not because of how many good spiritual things you and I did the previous day or 40 days or whatever. So always in that moment when, when there is a transmission of the life of God to be done, it's only by the merits of Christ and His sacrifice and faith in Him. No other reason. So don't let the enemy disqualify you and say blah, 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 blah. Focus on Jesus. Know that it is only because of Him that we can live like Jesus and and experience the things of God in our lives. So, So we can go out and be effective, full of faith and confidence, knowing that it's because of Christ that we can go out and be effective and confident because we're not trusting in our own fleshly abilities. We're trusting in Christ in us, 
because of his merits and accomplishments. We're in him, we live in him, now let's share him with the world and be effective fishers of men, people after God's own heart. Father, I just pray that we will obey, step out by faith, and make you known in a powerful way every day as we trust fully and completely in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hi, my name is Paul Warren Gray with Life Mission. If you'd like more audio and video teachings like this one, please visit our website at www.lifemission.org.za. That's www.lifemission.org.za. And if you are in the Johannesburg area in South Africa, we hope you'll drop in so we can meet you in person. Details are on the website.